Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Well, we have been teasing it for over a month, and today we're going to make an announcement and introduce you to a very special guest. Joining me as usual is Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis, but we also have someone here from an organization called Upward Sports. He is part of the leadership team at Upward Sports. Please welcome Travis Vaughn. Yeah. Welcome, Travis. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're glad you're here. Um, now, let me say up front, for those that are listening, this is not going to be a normal podcast. We're not going to have the trivia and the other stuff that we normally have. This is kind of almost like more of an interview and introduction and announcement thing, right? So um, this will be a little bit different. So if you're looking for the answer to the trivia question, you're going to have to wait one more week. All right. And a quick overview. For those of you who don't know about Upward Sports, what Upward Sports is, they're based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, Upward Sports is involved with youth sports mostly. Um, basketball, I guess, is where it all started, right? Uh, and then soccer, flag football, cheerleading, volleyball. And then I, I think new to this year is baseball and softball. Um, mostly, as I understand it, organized through churches um, and organizations like that. Um, and this is from their website. It says, our mission is promoting the discovery of Jesus through sports. For over two decades, we have been a partner to churches in leveraging the power of sports to achieve and increase the impact of their mission. And under the purpose, it says, for over 20 years, our purpose has remained the same, to use the power of sports to share the gospel and promote the discovery of Jesus in every community. Sounds a lot like Run for God, doesn't it? Just a little. <laughs> so how did I do, Travis? Is that a good, uh, just a general overview? Yeah, that, that's who we are as an organization. We, we equip churches to run sports programming in their communities and um we've been doing that for about 28 years now so it's been a great thing i'd say you know baseball and softball are our newest ones but volleyball is only two years old for us as well and uh it's considered our fastest growing sport at this time so it's a lot of uh people across the country picking up volleyball as a sport and uh it's opening up great ministry opportunities uh, in the process yeah that's pretty awesome so what do you do at upward yeah, I oversee three departments, and so that would be uh, market research, product development, and marketing, and um, those three work together really well. So we um, we try to learn from our partners and what's going on in the sports and in the uh, church world really well. We apply those things into the solutions we build for churches through product development, and then we go tell people about it uh, and try to get more churches to run uh, uh, programming in their own community, and so... Those are the three departments that I oversee and, and have a great team to work with me on. Well, that's great. And now you're here with us, so uh, people are going, well, what in the world? Um, this, what, What's going on here? So, Mitchell, why don't you uh, tell everybody why Travis is here? So, Dean, I mean, I've talked for years about streetlights. Yeah. You know, God gives us streetlights along the way, and that we're to, we're to work under that streetlight until he lights the next one up. But one cool thing about our journey with Christ is you can look back at streetlights also and see kind of where he lit these along the way and kind of what he's doing. And you, can, you can pick up a pattern sometime. Um, 
In 2013, Holly and I were in a, um, it was a rec- recreation director's workshop in, I think it was in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we were out there telling people about Run for God. And a gentleman by the name of Castle McCaslin came up to us and, and he introduced himself to Holly. I was in a, uh, a meeting or something. And uh, he said, my name is Kaz McCaslin. I'm the founder of Upward Sports and uh, just wanted to come over and introduce myself. We kind of run in the same circles. Y'all are running. We're, we're kids sports. And uh, he actually invited us to come up and, and meet him. And I was very familiar with Upward Sports. Both our boys have played basketball and soccer through Upward. And I, so I was very intrigued. So Holly and I loaded up and, and went to Spartanburg, South Carolina, all the way back in 2013 and just spent the day with, with him and his team. And, uh, you know, all through the years, we've even talked about it on this podcast that, you know, I'm not one to go out and reinvent the wheel. I just find other people who are doing what they do well, who are kind of doing similar things that we are, and we just emulate what they do. Um, and so, for years, Upward has been one of those, and the Dave Ramsey organization mm-hmm. has been one of those. And, uh, you know, we have grown through the years. We've, we've learned how to do this thing called Run for God. And, uh, but there's always been something in the back of my mind that said, you know, something bigger's going to come along. We've talked at length on this podcast about the tipping point. Michael mm-hmm. Gladwell's book, it, you kind of get to a point and it's a deflection point where, you know, something could happen. Everything is ready for something to happen. And for years, Holly has made the comment, and and this is the honest truth. Holly has made the comment for years. One day, Upward is going to call, and they're going to want to merge. I bet I've heard her say that no less than five or six, seven times through the years. And I would always just kind of roll my eyes and, you know, whatever. And... um so fast forward to a few months ago, um, I came in one day and Holly said that there was a, a message on the Run for God phone that I needed to listen to. It was a gentleman by the name of Kevin Drake with Upward Sports. The, he's the executive director, CEO of Upward Sports. And she just made the comment. She said, they're ready to merge. <laughs> and I just rolled my eyes and I said, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I go out and I listen to the message. Well, I just... It was a good time for me, so I just picked up the phone and called Kevin. Well, if you know anything about me, I'm to the point. You know, I always ask God, if 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 this is what you want me to do, make it clear. Make mm-hmm. it easy, but make it clear. And, you know, pithiness and to the point comments, no small talk. That's my love language. Just tell me what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So I called Kevin and... Uh, we were on the phone no less than, no more than a minute or two. And Kevin said, Mitchell, I'm just going to get right to the point. What do you think about merging with Upward? And I thought, okay, <laughs> that come out of left field. And I'm thinking the whole time, has Holly already talked to him? You know, <laughs> And um, so I said, you know, that's something I'll, I'll have to think about and pray about and, and get back to you. And um, so I went in and I told Holly, I said, well, I said, you, you nailed that one. That's exactly what he called about, and he got to the point right, right in the first couple of minutes. And uh, so, over the next few weeks, we as a team prayed about this. Our board prayed about this and talked about it. And and like I said, it's for the reason of that we have looked toward upward for years 
to model what we do because they do it well. Hmm. Upward, as far as the kids' sports and their pipeline, how they deal with churches and how they deal with the kids and parents, they do it better than anybody. And I've always made the comment that if, if we ever do do anything, they're the one. Because we've had opportunities through the years to do things with other people, and we've passed. Um, but after a lot of prayer and, and consideration and, and thoughtfulness and talking it through with the Upward team and, and their leadership team, um, we made the decision that Run for God is merging with Upward Sports. And um, as of this podcast, the deal is already done. Uh, it is, it's completed. You know, over the past several weeks and months, I've my question to our team has do you have peace about this? Because that's mm-hmm. what ultimately we wanted to seek. I, I, Christ is the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. You know, and if there's any consternation or worry or anxiety, that's going to show itself. And through this whole process, our entire team and our board has had peace about this move. Um, and we've been downright excited about it. Absolutely. For sure. You know, we, we have known for years that we have an infrastructure here that can be multiplied many times over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Travis and I were talking yesterday about possibilities, and I said, we haven't even scratched the surface uh, mm-hmm. of what is possible with this ministry. Uh, the great thing about Upward is they have the infrastructure in place. They have the power. They're, I've always said Upward's 15 years ahead of us yeah. in doing what they do, and uh, they do it well, and they've got the resources that can take this ministry to – places that I'm convinced we haven't even thought of. And so we're excited about this. And so we're coming on this podcast to kind of let the cat out of the bag. We've been asking for prayer for months now, Um, even all the way back to the Run Club weekend. I I reached out and I just said, look, there's some things going on and and we really need prayer for peace or for not peace. You know, open the door or close the door, God. And the door has been swung wide open. And there have been a number of... uh Let's just call them coincidences that have happened along the way, too. Not that we're going to get into a bunch of those here, but it's just been pretty amazing to the watch God, God works. works along yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It? It's, um, it's crazy how he's worked through this process. I think, um, Travis and, and Kevin and, and just, I mean, the personalities, I think line up. We, we work together, work together well. And, um, you know, one thing that, I was really looking for is, is this an organization, just like any organization that, that is new to you, you look at how they operate and they operate the same as we do. Um, uh, are there going to be changes? Absolutely. As there should be, um, because we're, we're looking to take this ministry to, and, and make it efficient in a way that God can use it on a much bigger scale than it already is. Mm-hmm. Our goal, our desire is to keep the intimacy of it, mm-hmm. but do it on a bigger scale. And that's that could look different um, than the way things are done now. But I think as far as the church model, you know, our church model was kind of decimated mm-hmm. with COVID. You yeah. know, I we've talked about it on this podcast. We were sitting in a conference room table in April, May of 2020 thinking, are we going to make it through this? Yeah. And, you know, Run Club was born, and, and that was no coincidence. Yeah. You know, there's no coincidence that episode 2A of this podcast was the COVID edition. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so 
Run Club has taken off. It's done things that we couldn't even imagine, but Upward is really going to not only power that, but they're going to bring back in the church model, the local groups, which is really where this ministry was born, and, and it's where the magic happens in the local communities. Yeah. And we're going to figure out a way to marry those two together in a way that just, you know, every time we ask people, what attracts you to run for God? It's one word. It's community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're excited. And you see that word community all over the Upward website when you go in there and you see and you realize that Upward, that's what Upward is all about, too. It's about community, right? So so tell us about Upward, about, you know, how many participants are there in Upward? And then, you know, how, how does... I think basketball was the original sport, right? Mm-hmm. So to go, walk us through kind of how that, that process works, how a league is run and, and the process of reaching out and finding lost souls. Yeah, we'll have about 220,000 kids across uh, the U.S. that'll, that'll play upward sports in one form or fashion this year. And so, you know, we really see ourselves as the equipping arm. Um, for sports ministry for these churches. So if you're someone that, um, that really uh, knows the sport, uh, and, and has that down, then we can help you on the ministry side of things and how to, uh, really run a first class, um, program, uh, in your community. If you're someone that's, um, that's more on, the ministry side don't know the sport. Well, certainly we can teach you the sports side because we've got the ministry and the, and the training around all those types of things. And so the breadth of what we offer is, uh, pretty enormous to think about, especially from my position. Um, everything from, uh, registration systems to league management systems that allow you to, um, place orders per player, per team, uh, to get that very nice and neat. Uh, delivered to you, um, things to give coaches what they need from curriculum standpoint, coach apps standpoints, uh, down to parents and, um, allowing them to understand what's going on within the league, all these things. And then we have, um, resources for every type of volunteer type. So we, we kind of start at the top. There's a director that's going to oversee the sports ministry underneath that. Um, there's going to be commissioners, coaches, uh, uh, other volunteers like referees and um, game day type people. And so we, we equip all those people to be able to do the role that they um, have been, uh, that they volunteered to do in their local community. And in doing that, um, they're able to, to really put on a, a great program and, uh, it's worked really well for us for about 28 years now. Uh, but again, you're right. It started with basketball, uh, flag football and soccer and cheerleading came in, uh, very soon thereafter. And then just recently we've, uh, brought in volleyball, baseball and softball. No, that's awesome. So at one time we, we kind of rewrote the 5k challenge because we realized that we had a lot of folks that were coming to run for God groups who were, we, we assumed that it was going to be a discipleship program mm-hmm. because that's what it was originally, right? Cause Mitchell originally it was in his church. All these people were Christians and that's who was part of the first class. What we found out was that we were finding that a, a lot of people just wanted to learn to run. And they didn't have a relationship with Christ. And so they were just coming to these meetings. So we went from being 
strictly discipleship to also being an evangelistic program at that point. We rewrote everything just to, to make sure that we did that. And so what do you think, um, how do you consider upward and, and how do you guys reach out and how do you, uh, in other words, in that same lane? Yeah. How does upward work? Yeah. I think, I think we're clear as to what the goal is and it's from a, um, evangelizing standpoint, you know, the, the, the purpose of our uh, our mission is to promote the discovery of Jesus through sports. The promote part is um, is a big part of that. You know, Kaz used to say that is it's a race to the heart of a child, uh, and the first one there wins. And so um, we know through the surveys that we do and the information that we are um, uh, gathering all the time that roughly. 50% of the people who participate in Upward across the country are unchurched, uh, meaning they don't go to the church that is hosting the program, nor other churches in the community as well. Wow. And, and each one of those people, each one of those kids is going to bring two to three, um, adults with them to every single game day. And so we're able to share the gospel. Uh, throughout the season. Now, there's certainly some discipleship parts to the devotions that we offer as well, but we're able to share the gospel throughout the season through a practice devotion each week. And then most churches will do a game day devotion as well. And so that gives the opportunity uh, for uh, parents and other people in, in the attendance of the games to hear the gospel as well. And so some other tools we have like, you know, gospel videos that we send home, uh, that kind of give a theatrical view of, of what the gospel is all about. We have, you know, uh, parent devotions that we develop that, um, that can be informative or can be something that they can, uh, talk with their kids, uh, about what they're learning at the practices throughout the week as well. And so all of this, um, unapologetically is about, you know, sharing the gospel as part of our programming. And so that's why churches turn to us to, to help them do that. Okay. So, so Mitchell, how do you see the interaction between run for God and upward? How do you see that benefiting both programs? Cause I think we see benefits to both, right? We do. I, you know, yesterday we were in a leadership meeting. Uh, I'm doing it through Zoom. One, one thing that people may want to know is, is Run for God is still going to be operated out of Dalton, Georgia. Um, upward is in Spartanburg, South Carolina, four hour drive. It's a beautiful drive, by the way. Um, so I don't mind driving it, but we'll basically be still operating from here. Um, it'll still be the core Run for God team. But one thing I, I made note of yesterday, and I, and I said it in the leadership meeting was I was looking, at the the TV screen um, of the Zoom meeting, they had the they have the the screen is is a round table with them all sitting around it. And I said the thing that hit me the most this morning was through the years we have we love ministry, we love the ministry part, we love doing this, we love writing content, we love talking, loving on people, encouraging people. But there's several things that we've never really gotten comfortable with one being marketing you know we have figured it out we've probably learned how to waste a lot of money <laughs> but but we've we figured it out i mean we've kind of but we struggle with it mm-hmm. it's not any of our gift is marketing uh the finance side you know i'm i'm not a finance person i don't i don't live in that world the technology you know 
run for God is the, the, the platform for what we do is now online. And so the technology side, we've just always tried to figure it out. You know, one, I was talking to Darren Lewis the other day. Darren's going to be helping us some in this transition. And he said, one thing I can say about you guys is you're not afraid to try stuff mm-hmm. and mess up and then try again. And that's true. And that's technology has been one of those things. You know, we have mm-hmm. never really fully gotten it right with technology. Um, sales, you know, we've really just relied on people to, that find out about us to come in and, and call if they need to. But basically this ministry has grown by word of mouth and people just coming to the website and, and starting their own journey. But what I saw yesterday was all of the people in each of those categories, sitting around the table, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That is their profession. That's what they're good at. That's what their gift is. And and they're doing it as a ministry. You know, Travis and I were talking, we've talked a couple times about this. You know, some of the people sitting around that table could probably go make a lot more money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that's their heart, and that's their ministry, and they're taking their gift that God has given them, and they're using it in the upward platform. And I'm excited for Run for God to come into that because all of those pieces through the years have not been missing, but they've not been where they could be. And, yeah. and this this is just that perfect fit where we're taking our infrastructure and putting it into an organization that is very robust and and they're, they're it's just they're second to nobody in doing what they do. And yeah. that's that's why I think. The fit is so good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, Travis, we love stories that run for God. That's what our podcast is about. We usually share a couple of stories in every podcast, and um, everybody out there probably has heard at one point or another the story of Run for God and how Run for God came to be. What about the story of how Upward Sports came to be? You mentioned that you've added some sports, but but how did it all get started? Yeah, good question. And I enjoy your stories. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple months now, and uh, I, I enjoy listening to it when I get out there uh, and walk or run or whatever I'm, I'm doing as well. But, um, you know, Upward started at First Baptist Spartanburg um, a long time ago. So Kaz McCaslin, who we've mentioned a couple times already here, uh, was uh, a recreation minister at the church, and he had a um, he had a great basketball league running there at the church and um as i understand it they um were busting at the seams of what their facility could um could handle as far as the number of kids that were involved there and so they expanded the gym and um through that not too long thereafter they're busting at the seams again it's completely full and um and then through that uh, Kaz does a much better job of telling the story, but through that, they, um, Kaz starts saying, well, I need another gym. I mean, this is not big enough. They, they were utilizing a, a basement room for a, for another, you know, gym floor for them. They were doing everything they could to figure out how to get more kids into this program that he had built there. And he got challenged by someone at the church that said, um, Hey, you don't need another gym. You need a thousand more gyms, meaning, um, you know, go teach others how to do what you, you've really perfected here. And so that's where Upward was born there was, um, us, uh, having kind of the path of what, what could really work 
and then just right place, right time, I think as well. You know, we're able to procure items, uh, and, uh, at scale and, and buy things, uh, for a lot of people and then discount it down to where the churches could utilize it within their own sports ministries. And then just from word of mouth, right time in America, all those things, it just really took off. And so, um, that's, that's the origin story, uh, of the organization in the last few years. Uh, we have, um, really focused back on what was the original, plan of the organization that was to equip the local church through recreation ministries. Um, for a while there, we tried several different other avenues to um, uh, get into different types of athletes and different types of ways of doing things in sports ministry. And so we kind of sunset a bunch of those, got back to the local church and uh, really became this uh, organization that's very outside in Meaning it all started with us having the idea of how sports ministry could look and us going and telling other people about it. That's an inside out approach. And now it's very outside in. Now we're learning from others. We're trying to understand what, what, uh, these things could be, uh, and develop solutions for the church. That is what they're looking for. So now it's, um, very a la carte options. Um, very flexible options for our churches. And so it doesn't matter if you're in rural Georgia, uh, and, and you're looking to start a low cost sports league in, in your community, we can uh, help you. Or if you're in uh, a suburb of, of Atlanta and, uh, you can really put on a very premium league because that's what you need to compete against other sports league in the area. We can help you with that as well. We're really able to, to handle all of those things. And so I think we've grown as an organization the last uh, a couple of years in what we can offer. And we've seen the results as far as growth of churches uh, and participants as well the last uh, couple of years since COVID. And so we're in a really good position as an organization, which leads us to an opportunity to uh, work with a company like Run for God moving forward. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. And if you, if, if anybody out there is listening, you want to hear more details about that, that story, there's a, there's a video online that you can watch of Cass telling the story about how I think it's a 25 minute or so video that, that tells it in more detail, but it's a great, great story. And again, we love stories here. My, some of my favorites is uh, George's story, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, George was, came to our race and I remember the whole story is just it's a great, great story. If you've never heard it, I'm sure we've got it on a couple of podcasts, I think, yeah. um, where George was just felt like he was playing church and for he did 40 years for 40 years mm-hmm. and decided in, in the middle of that run, I, I got to do something different. And, and yeah. his life was changed. And, and George is now he's a fixture at run for God. He's we a even celebrity. Have, I tell him he's a run for God celebrity. Now. We have the George bundle. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, yeah. yeah, he's famous. Uh, and then one of my favorite recent ones was the one, and God sent Bubba. Yeah. The, the one with the marathon, the couch, the marathon program and Jerry Siegler. And, and that whole story is just, it's just amazing to watch God work. Um, I don't know. There's a million that we, I can't name. Is there any that stick out to you? Well, you know, just before you got here, Travis and I were talking and, and, you know, we're, we've kind of done the same thing that Upward has done many times through the years. We start to, you know, as Darren would say, we start to try something new and mm-hmm. God closes the door and we're like, okay, you know, that was a bad idea. Let's go, let's go back to, 
to where this ministry started. And the ministry did start in the churches, just like Upward. It, it was We were equipping churches to lead a program in their communities. But one thing that has really took on a life of its own through the years, especially since Run Club started, was this um, this idea of friendships being formed from people all over the country. And I'm not just saying online friendships. Um, yeah. I mean, I won't call a bunch of names, but y- you know the names. Yeah. I mean, some of these people will, will travel hundreds and thousands of miles now to go see each other. And mm-hmm. the only thing that ties these people together from all over the world, mm-hmm. great friends, is this ministry. Yeah. And, and we were talking about, you know, as we – you know, look to make plans and pray about plans to grow. That is one thing that we have to keep intact. Yeah. Because, like I said, when when we had the Run Club weekend here and we, you know, we passed the mic around, Travis would get to experience that this year. Well, we just open the mic up and pass it around. Over and over and over, people say community. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we've got to maintain, and that's that is our goal is to maintain that as we grow. Um, Great point. Yeah. Great point. Travis, do you have like a, like an upward story, you know, that you have where it's, you know, that just one, one kid or a parent or something that, that you'd like to share? Oh, one that comes to mind. Um, and we actually shot this in video form. Maybe I can figure out how to link it somehow so others can see this. Uh, but it's a church in Liverpool, New York. That's a suburb of Syracuse, New York that has a great league. That, um, we went to go kind of tell a story of how they do ministry really well at their church. Cause I, I visited there and I was just really impressed with the intentionality of, of how they went about sharing the gospel there. That's not the story we ended up telling about their church. Uh, what was, uh, so amazing to hear was basically the, the three main leaders of their church, uh, of their, Sports ministry, I should say, came to know Christ through upward. These were adults. These were not the children, which is, this is all designed for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, one, one had known, uh, had become a Christian as, uh, as a youth, but had completely strayed away. And when he was invited by his brother to coach, uh, his nephew's team, he was like, no, nah, that's, I can't do it in a church. That's not for me. Uh, but after com- some convincing, he, he became a coach. The other two were parents of, um, of kids that were playing in the league. One is now a pastor at the church. Like he, wow. he came yeah. to know Christ. Both of them, both of those said they had a, a ton of, um, angst about driving into the parking lot the first time. Like, okay, well, this is for my kid and it's just sports. I suppose I can do it. And in the end, um, uh, they accepted Christ and have taken on leadership roles in this, uh, thriving sports ministry in Syracuse. And I just, I love the story because, you know, God works in so many away, amazing ways and, uh, opens up doors all the time for people to get to know him. And, uh, that's just a great example of a sports ministry, um, that's not necessarily even designed for the parents, but, uh, having a major impact in the community. That's great. So for all of those 220,000 kids, it's not just 220,000 kids. It's 220,000 kids plus all the adults that go along with it. 100%. Yeah, we definitely talk about that. It's fantastic. 
So, Mitchell, how do you think that this whole thing is going to affect? Like, I know the Run Club members out there, they're listening going, well, they haven't told me anything that tells me kind of how this is going to affect me. How, how do you see this whole thing affecting the Run Club member? I'm just going to be completely honest and transparent. We don't yeah. know at this point. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, we've, we've had lots of conversations about this subject. We're going to have lots more conversation in the coming weeks and months. Um, our goal is that it enhances it. Run Club is not going away. What we're trying to figure out right now is, you know, Run Club wasn't a thing until COVID. The church model was the thing until COVID. It kind of went by the wayside, rightfully so. The whole world shut down. And now we're trying to figure out what built this ministry with, with what is currently in place in this ministry and how can we join those two things together to make it an incredible experience. How can we, how can we take the idea of the Angies and the Elizabeths and all these people all over the country who have become great friends? How can we replicate that with entire groups mm-hmm. in towns around the nation? Because we listen. To our listeners, I mean that—that that is what they said over and over and over is community, and our goal is to try to figure out how to do that in a way. And and to be honest, technology is a lot of will drive a lot of that because you know that's the great thing about technology nowadays is it 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 gives us an easy way to connect people. And so um, I'm sure that over the next year or so. Our, our website is going to go through some pretty hefty changes. Nothing is going to change in the immediate future mm-hmm. um, other than, um, yeah, really nothing is going yeah. to change yeah. in the immediate future. Um, but, you know, I, and I want to talk to the people out there who are, who are thinking, well, here they go. They, you know, they're, they're selling out. No, we're not selling out. No. I, I'm, you and I are still going to be sitting here. Uh, Holly and Gay and Angie are still doing what they're doing. We just have a bigger team around us now mm-hmm. to help us go further. We're not going anywhere. Um, and I just want to say that are things going to change? Absolutely. As they should. Um, because, you know, I've always used the example before. Um, you know, I was camping years ago and I was watching a Billy Graham crusade from the late fifties and what you noticed about Billy Graham over through the years is when I was watching that video from the fifties and they, they pan the crowd and you see everybody was wearing a three piece suit. Mm-hmm. Every man was wearing a three piece suit. Every lady was wearing a dress down to her ankles and had their hair pulled up. You know, you had George Beverly Shea singing, come as you are. Everything was that, that was the standard back then. Well, mm-hmm. fast forward to a Will Graham crusade now. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a suit. You got Lecrae hopping around on stage. Very different look. Very different look. But you close your eyes and what do you hear? Same you hear message. the same message. And I've always said the method of ministry should absolutely change so long as the message doesn't. And so will our ministry look different 12 months from now? Possibly. But the ministry, the message of our ministry will look exactly the same. And that's what really attracted us to Upward is their message is the same. It's the gospel. And it has stayed the same. It has stayed the same this whole time. And that's one thing we really cued in on. I mean, my very first leadership meeting in Upward, I was blown away by some of the things they were talking about that we haven't necessarily dealt with in our ministry yet. 
but they're they're out front of a lot of these things and and that is going to be a because our our world is becoming more and more challenging yeah i mean we we it's not just accepted that everybody's a christian nowadays mm-hmm. and in fact there's people out there constantly trying to tear down what we're doing and upward is very much on the forefront of um using the gospel against that. Yeah. And uh, that was refreshing to see. That is definitely, definitely a good thing. I can't help but think about when I look at what Upward does and what we've done for all these years, this, the town of Andalusia, Alabama. I don't know what the percentage of people in Andalusia, Alabama that have been through the Run for God program are, but it's got to be a pretty high percentage because it's not a huge town. Right. And they've had thousands yeah. go through run for God programs and that whole, that whole, being able to replicate that. Yeah. I mean, we got so many in. towns. I mean, yeah. and we can, we can say the name yeah. of instructors. I mean, that's yeah. Jennifer O'Neill there. Yeah. But then you got the Ben Reeds and the Molly Wades who yeah. Molly, you know, shout out to Molly. She's going to love this upward, you know, where we're going with upward because she's all about the kids up there. Yeah. And that's something we have never at run for God focused on. Yeah, you know, kids have always been welcome, uh, but my hope through this process long term is that we'll have an an avenue for for just kids in this model. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I mean, we we can say all these not only towns, but we know the names that yeah. go with those towns. That's right. We just want to continue to replicate that because you know. I said it earlier, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. I mean, we've been in 6,500 communities over 13 years. But, you know, in the J103 listening area, which is where we're at right here, just in this listening area of that small radio station, there's over 6,000 churches just right here. We haven't scratched the surface yet. And uh, I think this upward partnership is is really going to do things we can't even imagine. Yeah. So, Travis, what do you think about... Run for God and, and where, where, where do you see us in a year from now in a general way? Obviously, we don't know anything specific. Let's just point, put but, Travis on the spot yeah, right absolutely. here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would start with the same answer that Mitchell started with and that I don't know. Like we, we have become very principled and processed about the way we go about making adjustments and changes and uh, decisions as an organization. And so there's a couple steps of this process that we, we need to learn more. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to some people that uh, are a part of run for God. So if you're listening to this, there's a chance that you might talk to me or someone else from the team uh, in the coming months to really understand, you know, what it is that run for God is doing really well and what can be improved upon and where there are opportunities that aren't being currently pursued and we'll kind of see where it goes. I'd say the most immediate thing that you'll see is some of the help that Mitchell has already talked about from mm-hmm. accounting, supply chain, technology, you know, those marketing, those types of things are places where, you know, we have some fantastic staff, uh, that can, uh, immediately start to work and, and see where improvements can be made, um, and adjustments. But to the end user, it might not change at all. It's, it's, um, it, 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 it just uh, might work better. It may work better. Uh, <laughs> it may, uh, it may be, uh, you know, slight adjustments here or there, or we might have larger adjustments. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. All I know is that we will be working very closely with the Run for God team and it'll be a group 
uh, discussion and decision when it comes to uh, things like that. And we want to better serve churches and better serve the people that are part of these programs. And that's the goal. There's nothing more than that. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, we're, we're really excited about it. I know that the upward becomes a big part of the community. We just talking about these communities around the country that where run for God is kind of taken over whole churches. And that's kind of what upward does too. Right. But I was really encouraged because it sounds like upward feels a little bit of a void because I, what I see in youth sports these days is it is so all consuming very often that these kids get into youth sports and it's all they do is this one sport, 365 days a year, seven days a week. And you guys have a little bit different focus than that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I think you can hear. Professional people talk about sports specialization all the time and how it's, uh, it's not good for the kids to, to specialize too early in a sport. And, um, you know, baseball being an example that comes to mind. I mean, kids are wearing their arms out before they can ever get to a place to where they can get and play in a, a real meaningful high school or college game or something like that. And so, you know, our approach has always been to make sure that, that we're not, uh, dominating family time. So we have a one practice, one game a week kind of structure through the current upward programming that we offer. And so that's always been uh, a thing that, uh, is key is to introduce people to the sport. Now I'll say there are times where you might need to leave the upper program and go pursue a sport that your, your kid is really passionate about. And uh, we support that. Uh, but if you want to be a part of a program, that's not going to keep you at the ball field three nights a week and then all day on Saturday and have you traveling around and spending a bunch of money on hotels and things like that. That's kind of the upward model. And there's been, plenty of success stories of, of people going on to play professionally that started in the upward model. And um, so I think that, that that's our approach when it comes to that. Yeah. So run for God brings something to upward. I guess you guys really haven't had, right? It is adults. Yeah, exactly. Right? Adult participants is something upward really hasn't had. Yeah. So is that a very, um, I mean, is that purposeful? Intentional. Totally. Yeah. And I, you know, that comes from Kevin, our executive director, um, we've talked about, you know, dabbling in adult sports for a while. There just have been higher priorities of things we wanted to do, uh, in the past few years. And, but Kevin has, has said, we want to be the leader of sports ministries across the country. And so that doesn't have to stop at high school as it does today. So run for God is our first step into any type of adult programming. I think there'll be a lot of learnings we can do, uh, throughout this, um, merger here and we can maybe apply those back to other sports in time as well. But yeah, absolutely on purpose, uh, stepping into the adult sports. That's pretty cool. So Dean, let's take a left turn here for yeah. just a second. Let's, let's talk about. Kevin is the one that reached out to me. Right. Um, Kevin is not a runner. No. <laughs> Travis laughs when he says that. Great guy. Yeah. Um, but Kevin, I mean, Travis, on the other hand, is a runner. Tell us right. about tell us about your running yeah. career and background because you've got a pretty impressive pedigree in you and your background of running. 
Well, I'll I'll tell my origin story into running because I I think it's it's a it's a fun one to talk about. And for me, it's not about me. It's about someone else that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that's the most important thing here is the impact that others can have on you. It changed my life forever. Um, but I was a, uh, I was in high school. I played football as a freshman. And in the spring of that year, I went out for track to get faster. For football and my version of going out for track was sitting out on the jumpers mat and talking to friends and girls and racing racing in the races and finishing next to last in all of them uh, i could beat one of my teammates that also hung out with me on the mat that was the only person i could beat from, from any of the teams and so that was my freshman year my sophomore year I uh, played football and went out for track to get faster for football and uh, the whole preseason i sat out on the jumpers mat and Hung out with friends and, uh, intended to run the 100 and 200 again in, uh, in track season that year. And we're, that's what all football players That's do. right. That's yeah. what you're supposed to. As a receiver, yeah. that's what I played. You know, they're supposed to get fast and you're supposed to have, have those fast switch muscles. By the way, I don't have any of those. <laughs> so, um, we're on the bus going to our first track race of the year. It's about a 15 minute bus ride. And literally we have not had this conversation, not one time before. One of the assistant coaches calls me up to the front of the bus and says, Hey, Travis, I was watching you yesterday, and I think you're going to be a better distance runner than sprinter. So I've signed you up for the two-mile, and it's the first race of the day, so make sure you get ready when we get off the bus. And I'm like, I have never run two miles in my life. I have literally never run two miles in my life. I'm not going to do it. There's no way. And he's like, just try it once. It's going to be fine. You'll be fine. I go, I can't and I won't. And so we go back and forth for a while about how I'm not going to do it. He says, I am. And so eventually he says, well, you can go and tell the football coach that you've quit the track team and you don't care anything more about getting faster for football. That's so now- like something Dean would do. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's playing on. It was all about perception from the sure. beginning. It wasn't about actually getting faster. It was about the perception that I was trying to get faster for football. So I said, fine, I'll do it. I got off the bus. And I went and found my dad and, you know, my parents came to all my races and uh, I don't know why, cause I was hardly doing the sport. And I tell him I run the two mile. He's like, are you crazy? You've never run two miles before. And so I take off and I run and, um, I remember my dad yelling at me coming around that first lap, slow down, <laughs> slow down. You're going too fast. You got seven more laps to go. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, Long story short, I, I ran 1147 that day for the two mile. And, um, and for that little two team race that it was in, I finished second in the race and happened to have what ended up being a South Carolina Hall of Fame coach, uh, as the track and cross country coach. And he took me under his wing and, and, um, and not too long thereafter, I, um, I uh, started getting some calls about colleges and um, eventually finished second in the state in South Carolina. Went on to run at USC Spartanburg, now called USC Upstate, and um, it completely paid for my school. And, and I was on a path that was not headed towards college. Mm-hmm. So that this one conversation that this uh, coach had, the one thing he saw in me, and he asked me to run two mile, changed my life forever. I'm, I don't, I'm not an upward. I'm not... Um, 
doing the things that I do today if it wasn't for that coach having an interest in me and trying to put me in a position to succeed. Uh, and so I'm, I'm so thankful to Coach McCullum back in the day who, um, who put me in that two mile race. And, and through that, um, you know, I gave up running for a while, but, you know, six, seven years ago, I got back into it. I've done some marathons and I'm, an avid runner myself when I'm not injured, uh, which is the current state of things. But, um, I've done a few marathons and just really enjoyed chasing goals and, and trying to, uh, uh, to uh, be the best runner I can be, uh, in, in the current state that I'm in. So Dean, the funny thing about that story, and it's why I wanted to tee that story up is because, so Kevin, who is not a runner, was the person that called me. You would assume, that Kevin called me as a result of a conversation with Travis. Yeah. That wasn't the case. Travis had no idea Kevin even called me. That's funny. And then you would assume, oh, well, Kevin talked to Kaz at some point in the past, and he Kaz said something about Run for God. Wasn't nope. the case. All the logical things that you would think led up to Kevin's phone call to me were not there. Kevin just basically Googled. Was, was that basically what he did? He Googled running or adults ministry sports, came across Run for God, didn't tell anybody he was doing it. And he, he made that phone call. And just so happens, Travis is an average or avid, not average. Both avid, average and avid. <laughs> avid decorated runner from his college career. And that's who we get to, the opportunity to work with now. So it, the, everything just fit. Yeah. And that's the incredible thing about just another when you just step aside and let God work, he'll, he'll amaze you every time. Yeah, he will. He will. You know, that story sounds really familiar to, for me, you know, I don't know how, I don't know if I've ever told the story on here. When I was in high school, I had a similar thing happen. I was a baseball player, loved baseball. That was my sport. I loved it. That's all I did. But, you know, anyway, I, I was so into baseball. Well, the track coach comes to me and he says, Listen, I've seen you run and you got a bit pretty big future in running because I had run in middle school. And he said, but you can't play baseball and run track. You just can't do it. You got to choose one or the other. He said, now you may be the best baseball player in the world, but I'm just telling you, you got a future in running if you want to do that. And, you know, it really came down to talk about coaches and what they say. It really came down to. That coach came to me and cared enough to say, I see something in you. The baseball coach never did. So guess what I did? Mm-hmm. I went the direction of the coach who cared. Mm-hmm. And I decided to run track. And, of course, the rest is, is history. So I'm in the same boat as you. Had I had that conversation never taken place, I don't know that I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really amazing to watch. So we, I wonder, you know, in the church model that you guys have, you know, how many times that the local – church coach might be able to walk up to people in the congregation or in their community and say, Hey, we're starting a running club. Why don't you come join us? I think, I think you could be, uh, I think, I think you could do a 5k or uh, I think we could get you in a place to where, um, you could improve in the, in the sport of running or something like that. And then the same type thing can be replicated all over the place with adults today. It happens all the time. I mean, gay Coker, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I not only walked up to Gay and, and asked her if she wanted to do it, I bugged her. Her and her husband, they were like laughing at me. We're not, we're not runners. And I, I mean, I, everybody really in that first class, 
I went up and just approached them all. And, and, but you hear it every day. I mean, there's so many people, you know, we've talked about this as well. You know, who, where, what is the core of run for God? It's the people who have never run mm-hmm. and that have entered this sport and have gone on I me mean, run. Gay has run, you know, 15 or 20 half marathons now. Um, and it has radically changed people's lives. Nothing, not because of anything we did, but because of those coaches in those local communities who yeah. challenged people, which is basically what happened to you two. You, you yeah. were challenged on against what you thought was going to be your, your normal. Yeah. And somebody said, no, you're running the two mile. <laughs> well, obviously you guys back to, back to upward sports, you guys have an impact on kids. And one of the passions that, that I have, my wife has probably even more than so than I do is childhood obesity. Is that something you guys really focus on? Is that a, is that a topic of conversation for you guys? Or I'm just curious. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's not for us. Um, we, we know that it's a byproduct of, of kids getting active and uh, doing some things outside and uh, or inside if you're in a gym. But uh, it has not been a focus of, of us as an organization. I know there's a lot of organizations out there that that is the sole purpose is to get kids out there running and moving, but has not been a focus of our programming today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting. I heard a really interesting story this weekend. It made me think about both Upward and Run for God and – it was a story about um, Charles Spurgeon, and he tells this story about a stick. He said, if you have a stick and the stick is crooked, you might not be able to tell that you have a crooked stick. He said, but how do you know you have a crooked stick? Well, you lay a straight stick down next to it. And um, it, it was it was a way to say, we don't have to go out there and shout at everybody and tell them, hey, your stick is crooked. We just have to show them the straight stick. Mm-hmm. And so I think that both of our programs, that's always been our focus. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have this podcast. We talk weekly, and we stay away from inflammatory things. Now, we might get into inflammatory things as far as we running goes. We that line every but, now and then. Yeah, but we, we don't go over, and right. we don't do that because – Here's the that's idea. intentional. Yeah, the idea is just to to show Jesus to the world, and hopefully that's what we're doing. And you guys have been doing that for years, and it's a, a great thing. You know, Dean, one thing that just just now hit me. You know, one thing that we talk about with Run for God that's so cool is, you know, you go into a a Run for God class in anywhere USA, and you'll walk in and you'll see eight year olds to eighty year olds. Mm-hmm. You'll see male, female, married, single, young, senior citizens, youth group. I mean, you see every, and, and where else in the church do you see that nowadays? You, you just don't. I mean, and rightfully so, our churches are kind of segmented into the different departments, but you don't see that really outside of the sanctuary, yeah. that, that group of people, that diversity. And even nowadays in the sanctuary, you've got the contemporary service and the traditional service, and those are all great things, but, Run for God really brings all those different departments together. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me, so does Upward. Yeah. I mean, you've got the parents, the grandparents, the siblings, the kids playing, and, and they're all there and they're hearing the gospel at these practices and these uh, games. And it's it's really, I always say, we have chapters 9 and 10, Upward has halftime. Yeah. And, and it's our, our missions are the same, but our methods are different. 
and that's that's what's really cool about sports ministry and ministry in general. Yeah. As, as long as the, the message is the same, the method should be different. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're out there and you've been listening to this podcast for a long time and you're wondering what in the world's going to happen going forward, it's, it's going to be good mm-hmm. because you know, and the main reason why it's going to be good is because we're following those street lights mm-hmm. and God is, is, is lit up a street light, a very bright one for us mm-hmm. right now. We're following that street light and it's going to lead to more bright lights. Sure. And, um, as long as we're going in that direction, everything's going to be great, right? Absolutely. Well, anybody have anything else? Travis, you got anything you want to say to, to finish up that we missed? I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything we missed, but I'm happy to be, uh, uh, in partnership with you guys moving forward. I'm excited to get to do a run with both of you in time. Uh, and you know, when we, when we have big group races in the future, I'll, I'll be right there and either cheering you on or, um, or participating myself. So excited about all those things. So as if it weren't bad enough that I have to sit across weekly from a Georgia Tech fan, I have a Georgia Tech and a Clemson fan. Awesome. That's, just, That's great. That's great. <laughs> a house triple divided now. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we all do have one thing in common, though, yeah. and that's a love for Christ. So it's all good. Well, Travis, thank you so much for being part of our podcast today and taking time out to, to talk with us um, and, and get in front of a microphone. It's not always the most fun thing to do, but we appreciate your willingness to do that. And we can't wait to see what the next months and years hold um, with you guys. So thank you so much for everything you do and have done. And um, until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.